What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Laura, what do you got? So, I want to know what is the dumbest thing you guys have done, either in college or that you had to be rescued from. Because two students were rescued from a homemade boat made out of buckets and kiddie pools. Okay, (laughs) these 20... I mean, when I read the story, I couldn't believe it. So, these guys are in their early 20s. And they set sail from Isla Vista in a very questionable, I'm going to send you guys a picture about this, okay? So basically 20 buckets from Home Depot and two kiddie pools. It looks like they glued or cemented them and they were paddling Good through. Lord. And they thought that they were going to be able to sail with that. So I was like, are, I wonder uh, what you guys did. Are these UCSB students? I mean, wow. maybe I'm not. I think they, I think I'm almost wow. sure these are UC Santa Barbara students who pulled this off or tried to pull this off. I mean, I'm not going to throw it on them because I don't know. So. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, but I just, I, it kind of got me thinking because I'm like, what is the dumbest thing I did in college? I was like, never this. Never did I say, let me go to Home Depot, build a boat, you know, and like get here. I mean, my mama I mean, fought listen, really hard my, to get my, here. My, my people build homemade boats and make it 90 miles across an ocean. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I mean okay, I, you're I, fair. I, I know something about that. that. Yeah, I know exactly. they should, right? Because these yeah, guys were yeah. sinking. Yeah, and they ain't got no Home Depot down there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, so in regards to that, I don't know. I mean, I've done a lot of stupid things. Like, I remember, so when we were in high school, there used to be this, like, cement truck factory, right? Uh, or, yeah, cement factory, excuse me. And, um, you know, it was basically off of, like, one of the highways or the freeways. Mm-hmm. And the exit was closed off, right? Like, it was, like, one of those where you can't really drive through. But if you kind of drive around it, you can get back there. And because it was, like, a cement factory, it was the middle of nowhere, right? Like, no one would bother you. It was just a, you know, a bunch of dirt and, you know, whatever. Um, And we used to go back there and do bonfires. And I got my car stuck in there one time after, like, a bad rainstorm. And, like, it just, like, got stuck in mud. And all because I was an idiot. Because I could have kept going, um... I could have kept going straight on the like the gravel, but I wanted to get around somebody, and because I tried to be a jerk and go around somebody, one of my friends, by the way, we were all going to the same spot. You know, my car got stuck, and our whole night was ruined because I was an idiot. Hmm. I want to hear caps. <laughs> your your question is something that you did while in college that was dumb that you required rescuing. No, it could have just been something really dumb that you're like, oh. "Why did I do that?" or something <laughs> I mean, that you're like, things like that happen you know? every day to me too. Though, yeah. so <laughs> I mean, so. yeah. I mean right. without gas, I remember that one, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do dumb stuff all the darn time. I can recall one time though, Laura, um bunch of friends, college buddies, teammates, you know, uh, everybody went out to this uh this this like lake to uh to party it was summertime you know and everybody's drinking like kids do and um and and we got a flat tire in a vehicle and these were all a bunch of offensive linemen so they thought that the way we would fix the flat tire is they would hold up the van because they're big strong guys they would hold it up we didn't need a jack we they would lift it up and we would be like a nascar team we would undo the tire we'd pull it off we'd put on the spare we'd put it back on and then the offensive line could drop it well Lo and behold, I don't think you can probably see where this is going. Um, They finally were able to lift it up. We finally, finally were able to get the the wheel off. And then once they lifted it up and we tried to put it on, this was all in the dark and a bunch of drunk idiots. I mean, the whole thing fell down, you know, broke stuff. I mean, it was just one of those dumb things where you're drunk and young and stupid and and full of, uh, you know, just young, dumb and stupid. And uh, we did young, dumb and stupid stuff, man. That was a a bad night. Didn't end well. Mm-hmm. 
LZ, I want to hear yours then, because these two are like, They're okay, lame. I know yeah. mine's lame. It sucked. <laughs> My, my I don't know if sucked. mine is lame or not, but um, let me see. The dumbest thing I've done in college, I would say getting a fist fight with my drummer over Purple Rain. In in show? Not It wasn't during the show, but it was during rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Because I had been advocating for us to do a Prince cover. And they were just like, no, no, no. And then finally the drummer starts playing the drums for Purple Rain and starts mocking it. And I was so pissed off. I threw the mic at him and I Damn, went right dog. after him. Wow. And I went right after him. Mm-hmm. And we went to blows and we both had bloody lips and stuff. Apparently he was a good fighter too. I didn't, really, <laughs> I didn't factor that Fast part hands. in. And I didn't really think about that part. <laughs> he just might be strong because he's a drummer and stuff. But, um, yeah, we got into a full-on fight. Now, you know, the band didn't break up then, but it was definitely stupid because we were never the same after that. Mm. You know, it was just like, you know, we were on the on the cusp of being like train, and we just ran off the road. That's your behind the music. Or yeah. that's my behind the music, and I'm sticking to it. The other thing is that we got robbed once. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was some crackhead or something in the street broke into the house. and Wow tried to steal like our band equipment and stuff and yeah it was it was a very very messy and turbulent time in my life wow. clearly can oh, i yeah. share can i share mine well, sure you better it's, share it's yours. not it's not that crazy but as an 18 year old girl thinking that she's an adult and my mom telling me you have to be home at set time and i said yeah right i'm 18 i can do what i want and I get home literally 30 minutes after, trust, Uh-oh. I never got home after the time she told me to be home. Yeah. Oh, you crazy. You're with, um, you mom. said do something crazy or stupid. You didn't say suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, try me, mom, I'm 18. Ooh, she, try me, mom, I'm 18. <laughs> wow. Nunca más. You watch way too much Degrassi or something. You, don't, you watch too, too much of them shows. You need to get one back home, girl, and misinform you. I was like, never again, man. That mm, trust. I was like, I'm 18, but I'm, yeah. What was that, that one show with all the kids? They're like the Foster Kids or something like that. Ooh, the it was Fosters. On Fox. Was it the Fosters? I love. Yeah, the you, Fosters. you thought you were on the Fosters. That's what you thought you were. Yeah, no. My Sash mama. your mom and stuff like that. My mama did some things. <laughs> it's like I'm 18. Damn it. I'm uncomfortable just saying you sashed your mom. <laughs> That's how much respect I have for my mama. Yeah. <laughs> Never again, y'all. Never this again. all started with a really bad vessel that a bunch of college kids thought they were going to go onto the ocean with. And we all thought that was really not very smart and needed to be rescued and turned into what are the dumbest things you've done. And none of ours sound that dumb. Although LZ's kind of taking the cake with the fight over Purple Rain. I mean, I don't know yeah. if it's and that's throwing the kind of the song you fight over. Throwing yeah. a projectile on top of yeah, it. I, yeah. I wasn't I down mean, for that. I mean, I had been doing YouTube covers. I was the lead singer doing YouTube covers. Eric Clapton. We did a cover of Don't You Forget About Me. Brother couldn't get one Prince song. I was getting mad. Yeah, I don't blame you. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Uh, So here's something that just came up on Twitter. The Food Network is tweeting a debate. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Which is the superior sandwich? Peanut butter and jelly or grilled cheese? Oh, uh, which is the man. superior sandwich? Mm-hmm. How is this grilled cheese being made? Is there bacon on it? It looks just like plain old grilled cheese with some toast. It looks the toast looks buttered. Hmm. 
Do we know what kind of cheese it is? It looks Cheddar like American, American in this picture. Uh-huh. Oh, if it's just American, then give me the peanut butter. But if you made really? it funky, if you made it gourmet, then I, I may have to go with the cheese sandwich. I made a monster peanut butter and jelly this weekend, and it was just because I was running out of the house and I needed something to eat like right away, and I made this peanut butter and jelly, and let me tell you guys something. It was freaking bomb. And it was old school, like Jif, like real peanut butter, and it was some mixed berry, big, juicy kind of jelly, and it was just making a mess everywhere. Do you like chunky peanut butter or smooth peanut butter? I'm a smooth peanut butter guy, but let me just say, peanut butter and jelly, when you have one, if you haven't had one in a long time, have one. And then you're going to realize what I realized is peanut butter and jelly is bomb. And I never have them. But no. when you do, they are Peanut great. butter and jelly is overrated. You're taking a it grilled is. cheese over peanut butter and jelly? I take a grilled. I don't like either, to be honest, all that much. But oh, I, if okay. I had to pick one over the other, I would take a grilled cheese. Hey, you know, I actually just eat the peanut butter. I don't do jelly. I don't do jelly. I don't like jelly. Yeah. yeah I'm, not a, I'm not a jelly guy, but... I, I think they are very, very close, but if the grilled cheese has got like that thick Texas toast. Texas toast. Is good. <laughs> like <laughs> thick Texas toast and nice yeah. and buttery and crispy yeah. and like three different cheeses are melted yeah. together. Yeah. Oh, so Laura, good. Th- there's no peanut butter and jelly in a Mexican household, is there? No, and I can't right. eat it. So yeah. I know. I- well, oh, right, you right. specifically you can't, eat can't eat it. Yeah. I know that. But, Greg's yeah. like, you never had one. I was like, no. It sounds right, but disgusting. ain't nobody making it in no Mexican household I when mean, you're growing up. Like, if you're growing up in, like, a, a first-generation, like, family, Oh, no, my brothers happen. loved it. Really? Yeah, they're weird. But my brothers weird. are weird. Because I don't feel like because that and, like, mac and cheese. Butter, like, those, but... things, those, those <laughs> things are not staples in, 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 a, in a Latino household. By no, but when you're a little broke and then the kids like it, I mean, because they would go to them at school, you know, Peanut butter and jelly is but, what they requested. Isn't it different too, George? I mean, you grew up in Florida and you're Cuban. Wouldn't it be right. different for someone who's Hispanic in LA? I just I know a lot of Hispanic people just don't care for peanut butter and jelly that, that much. Like that wasn't something like it was a state like a staple. In, now look, I grew up because my parents both had to work multiple jobs, right? So I was raised by grandma. Grandma didn't grandma wasn't making no peanut butter and jelly. Well, that like, that just wasn't that real. Makes yeah, that makes sense. I didn't you know have grandparents yeah. here. Yeah. So. Right. So sense. grandma raised me, so grandma ain't making a peanut butter and jelly. She's like, what no, the hell is peanut not. butter and jelly? That's no, some American not. wacky-ass nonsense that you're going to oh, eat? Yeah. Nah, you ain't that. I'm going to make you something. You'll be fine. Do you guys remember the the uh, commercial where the little girl would say Smuckers? And then uh, Oh, the jelly commercial? Yeah, the jelly yeah, commercial. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that's my grandparents. Because they could never pronounce the Because I think that's the difference then. It's the grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because grandmas are stuck in their ways. You ain't changing no grandma. Yeah, but let me tell you, my grandmother used to make me a sandwich. Same sandwich every time. Oscar Mayer bologna. Okay? Mm-hmm. Two slices. Anybody here ever have Oscar Mayer bologna as a kid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah. Freaking Oscar Mayer bologna back in the day was bomb. Now I won't eat it because like, I think about what I might be eating. But Oscar Mayer bologna on like some really good white bread or right. whole wheat bread and just yeah. a little bit of mustard... I'm telling you, man, I, I thought that was the greatest thing going back in the day. But peanut Lord. butter and jelly is very good. You can modernize it now, by the way, George, if you want to health it up. Maybe you almond butter it with a little, you know, no. sugar-free no. jelly. No. Maybe a little no. uh, gluten-free I've almond bread buttered it before. At, at Summer League, I've almond buttered it. You don't, you don't want to health it up, huh, LZ? Listen, there are certain things if you're going to do, Just you've got to go ahead and do. Yeah. That would be one of them. Yeah. Real peanut butter and jelly. Jif. Yeah. Skip um, So, Laura, grilled cheese in your house? 
occasionally, not a staple. Just like because I could see them being like grilled cheese, que eso, quesadilla, vamos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and my mom would be like, "Quieres una quesadilla? Para qué le usas el pan? Like, why? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. I so. mean, the quesadilla, the grilled cheese, it's all the same, really. I love how you said that. I know. <laughs> the quesadilla. <laughs> the quesadilla. The grilled cheese. No, no, no. You, 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 no, no, no. It, don't, you didn't need to dilla it. Quesadilla is great. Like that, I mean, but that's of course how you're supposed to say it. I'm not, I'm not knocking you. I just think it's, I think it's great. Like it just is like, wow. I wish I could say it like that. <laughs> yeah. I do say that in front of my good. Anglo friends. Would you care for a quesadilla? <laughs> I would, as a matter of fact. Muchas yeah. gracias. Quesadillas. And mucho gusto. Fantastic. Why? Why do you? Say it like you said. You're like, why do you anglicize it with your? Why do I anglicize it yeah. for my Anglo friends? Yeah, because I don't want to make them feel like inferior because they can't, you know, roll their R's the right way or or have the accents in the right places. Like, we're mean, talking behind make, your I, back anyway. You I, might as well I do it. To shame them, you know, <laughs> we're, we're we're talking about you, so you might as well talk about us. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's okay. I just I don't feel like I want to shame. I want to you know language shame someone. Aww. Language? Did you just but, make up a yeah, shame? I was like, wait, I what? Laura you just Odd straight up so made up a shame. I do do that though all the time. Laura Odd, it worked. <laughs> language shaming. Language I've been shaming. on the receiving end. I've been I, on the receiving end of that. I mean, like this weekend, just as an example, just to give you guys, I had yesterday a mimosa. I had orange juice. Girlfriend had grapefruit juice. You know why I didn't have grapefruit juice? Because it seems more acidy. I got shamed by language. Right, you did. Yeah, you should have. That's not lang- that's not language. You made up a word. See, right. that's different. Mm. I, just I mean, ish, words was that. ish. It's like a cousin. I'll give you that. He made up a word. <laughs> it's a good word, LZ. All I'm saying is that if you're going to use language, then it should be agreed upon words. Yeah. You made up a word. That's what we were shaming. Did they offer pomegranate? Don't know. Wasn't, wasn't looking for pomegranate. It was going straight orange juice. Give it a try. I'm telling you, it'll change your world. He's trying right. to make you bougie, Cap. I feel I'm just you. saying it'll change your world. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Uh, Greg, peanut butter jelly, grilled cheese. Ooh, see, if you put a little bit of salt on the on the grilled cheese, it's delicious. I thought you were going to put salt in the peanut butter jelly. No, oh, that's gross. That's like, no, no, no. What no, are you I, trying to make there, bro? I, I think a if... salt in the peanut butter on the grilled cheese? I mean, yeah, you, you put the salt you on the bread. You put a little on your cheese with butter? <laughs> on a little bit of salt on the oh, bread hell. of the grilled oh. cheese is... Are you using, like, Mediterranean sea salt, you snob you? No, no. Come on now. You think I got that kind of stuff? Kosher salt for my man here. Yeah, but no, so uh, grilled cheese, yeah, a little bit of salt on it, beautiful. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, all right, we'll lay it on you. Peanut butter, jelly, grilled cheese, Eight seven 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 ten espn That is the battle on the internet today with the Food Network. They have posted that. Uh, we have, pro- oh, people are weighing in, overrated, underrated, properly rated on their sandwiches. I like that. People are, t- are tweeting those in right now. We'll get some of those. Uh, plus, all right, we've held off long enough. I know we talked about them earlier, but got to talk about the Dodgers. We'll do that coming up. In three minutes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I think it was there a good it is, fight. LZ, just for you. Don't throw a microphone a at me. Yeah, don't hit us, though. I won't hit you this time. I thought it was a good fight. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, we both respected each other. 
Yeah. You know, I did think I was going to punk him right away. I will admit that. Right. He looked kind of soft. I thought I, it was going to be easy. So he surprised you. He did surprise me. Did Don't you hate that? Continue? Did band practice continue on? Like you guys fight, beat each not other that up? Day. Yeah, no. not that day. Mm-hmm. We're not like, you know, like the Guns N' Roses or anything like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we weren't like that. We, we came back the next day, but we just weren't the same. You know, it's like, because I was feeling a certain kind of way that it came to that, you know, and obviously the band was a bit shocked to see me beat up the drummer. Whoa, hold on. You said that you didn't beat him up. You said you guys had a, a pretty even draw. No, in their eyes, because I initiated the fight and the guy had a freaking busted lip, I beat up the drummer. Now, mm-hmm. But, you know, when you look at it, the fight was pretty even. But the fact is, is that I did start the fight. He didn't intimidate me. He didn't threaten me, anything like that. I was just tired of listening to him talk. But don't worry. I'm not like that anymore. I'm way more patient. <laughs> It's nice to know that you're loving now. I'll tell you what, man. I see. I didn't say loving. I say more patient. Well, I'll tell you this. Listen, speaking about fighting really quickly, um, I saw some videos from this past weekend from the Angels-Dodgers series in Angels Stadium where Mm -hmm. guys are wearing Dodgers shirts and guys are wearing Angels shirts and guys are beating the ever-living hell out of each other in a stadium. It just fascinates me how people will get into fights like these in stadiums. And it happens everywhere. It happens Saturday night. In, uh, in Dallas with the Canelo fight. It happened a week ago with the heavyweight fight that was in L.A. Um, fights happen in stadiums like all the time, especially fights happen when there are fights. But, man, people, I, there's a video going around right now at Dodger Stadium, people body slamming each other. Like, what is, pe- what is up with people fighting? I know people have been tense the last year and change, but, man, oh, man, getting into a fight, that'll ruin your night, man. You pay money yeah. for those tickets? What are you there, doing? That- that is a great point. There is never a time, even if you win, right? I feel like you've lost after winning, after, because it does ruin your night, right? And usually when you're, if you go somewhere, you're with people, and if you end up getting into a fight, like, just the whole night is, is off, right? Like, that's it. Like, that's kind of the night. More, more, not every time, but I would say more times than not, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But sometimes you got to hit somebody. No, sometimes you do. You got you to gotta smack somebody up in the head. You know what sometimes. I mean? Like, it's just how it's going to go, you know? I mean, I, I have not gotten into a fight since I've been 40, right? So going right. on a good, solid, you know, good run for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think fighting is inherently bad as long as you're, you know, okay with the consequences of the Correct. fighting. Correct. So Correct. you're saying that you haven't gotten into a fight since 40. So should we assume that at, like, 39, you were like, you know what, before I turn 40, I'll throw I one last two. dance. I think my last fight was like around 34, 35. What happened that an adult would get into a fight? Especially oh, no. a guy who's a professional guy. Let me hear what happened. You know, most of my fights start on a basketball court. You know? Right. And, and that's, that, I'm pretty sure that's where it happened. Probably with 34, 35. Yeah, pretty sure it's a basketball court. You know, wow. you start getting physical. I get physical. You get physical. I get more physical. Then people stop. And I'm one of those dudes, I'm not much of a chit-chatter once it gets to that point. Like, you won't have to worry about, like, grabbing me back or anything. Once it's clear, once fists have been raised, I'm fighting. Like, I'm not taking a chance and seeing if there's still any room for negotiations. Are you taking the first swing? Depends. I got to assess the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how to fight. I mean, you know, I mean, every situation is different. When's the last time you were in a fight? Oh, man, it's been a long time since I was in a fight. But I, I, and, and here's why. 
Because I would go to these soccer games. My daughter would play in these soccer games, or I'd go to these Little League baseball games, and I see people get into fights at games where their children are playing on the field. Yeah, that's and wild. And grown-ass adults, moms and dads, getting into fights. And I'm, I, I got to admit, and, and this may not sound very good to some, but I got to admit this. Here goes. If a fight breaks out now, I'm probably not going to be in the fight. I'm probably going to be the guy videotaping the fight. You know, somebody's got to document it. Well, right, because they're so entertaining. I mean, you yeah. know, you know how many hits you can get with a fight. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Somebody does have to enter. Does have to document it. Why not? I mean, if nobody, if there was no captain, would there be a world star? I don't think so. World star. I don't um, think so. Yeah. So, what about the fight or lack thereof with the Dodgers lineup right now? What are we doing? <sighs> Good transition. Listen, here's here's the deal, right? It's a bad patch. This team, particularly when Cody Bellinger is in the lineup, is closer to what we saw at the beginning of the season than where they are now. And why do I say this? Because we've won a division for like the entire 2010 decade or something like that. Right. Because we are the World Series champs. Because we've had multiple trips to the World Series recently. So we know what we are, right? We're just in a bad stretch. It's not like we're... San Diego, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. San Diego. If you get into a bad stretch of San Diego, mm-hmm. you're not sure if this is you or not because you don't have anything to really compare this run to, right? right? Right. But the Dodgers do. And particularly over the last 10 years, there have been ups and downs throughout the course of the regular seasons, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, from injuries to win-loss records, etc. But we know we're excellent. We know we're among the best. And as awful as we've been, and we have certainly have been awful, there are only, I believe, like four teams in the league with 20 wins. Right. So we're still right there to end up with the best record in the league despite this rough stretch. So I'm good. I'm okay because I know who we are. Yeah, I, I just got to say, though, that um, if you believe, hey, look, we're going to be just fine. Okay, that's because it's a long season and we're missing some guys due to injury and not everything has gone our way, certainly in the last 20 games. But you start to notice a team getting irritated through the losing. I'll give you guys an example. This past weekend when the Dodgers were playing the Angels, Dodgers jumped out to a big lead. This was on Saturday, right? It's like 11-0. And Clayton Kershaw is still pitching, and I don't know who it was from the Angels, but they bunted. Now, they didn't break up a no-hitter. They just bunted. They were down huge. And you hear Clayton Kershaw and Dave Roberts after the game, especially Dave, complaining about it. And I'm like, guys, you were up 11-0. You wound up winning the game 14-11. Yeah, the Angels clawed their way back in, but you're complaining about the wrong stuff. Like, complaining about somebody bunting when you're down 11-0, it's like, hey, I'd actually like to try and get back into this game We're not hitting. I'm going to do anything I can to manufacture some runs, get on base, so I bunted my way on. But, you know, oh, oh, unwritten rules say that you're not supposed to do that in a situation like that. Nonsense. And so you can just hear the irritation from a Kershaw, from Dave, because they're in a 5 for 20, 5 wins, 15 losses in the last 20 games. They're in this funk where they're letting things like this turn into more than they should be they got to concentrate on getting back to who they were when they were 13-2. and two. 
right. Uh, uh, let me get my take in on the other side. We'll do that in just a moment. So stick around. We'll be back in about two and a half minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, time for big deal or no deal. I'll get my Dodgers take after this. Greg, what do you got? All right, so the website U.S. Casinos collected data from all 50 states for the most prodigious and successful athletes, current or not, from Bleacher Report. They analyzed each athlete's Wikipedia page to see who had the most page views from March 2020 to March 2021 and came up with, George, in California, Tiger Woods. Is this a big deal or no deal? Well, I I think that his unfortunate accident probably swung the pendulum there um, because of the timing of that because that was back in February, I believe. So that would fall in that window so I guess based on that, I could say I, I would understand that. Um, but normally I, I would be stunned that he would be the guy. So I, I still think it's a big deal because of obviously the life-altering situation that happened to him and probably the reason why he's on that list uh, as the number one athlete being Googled in California. I would bet he's Googled in a lot of places in that stretch because of it. Uh, so I'll say big deal. But you're saying Tiger Woods being from California – is is considered the most famous athlete from California? Are you saying that? No, the most Google, the most searched, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. searched is not necessarily that. It just he had a life changing event um, right. in February, so of course people are going to you know search his name. Yeah, I'm going to go with no deal then. I I just don't think it's it's that big of a deal, and it doesn't surprise me at all that Tiger Woods is the most googled, most searched person from California who's a famous pro athlete. Doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, and the Wikipedia thing could simply just be people are updating it because of the accident. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Doesn't mean that they're necessarily looking for information from him or about him. But good for uh, Tiger oh, for being number one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next. It's always good to be number one in something. All right, LZ. So Robert Sala is the new head coach of the New York Jets. Or is he? He forgot that he was the head coach at a recent practice. Quote, I'll give you a quick funny story, Sally told to reporters. We just had our bigs out there, and we were going through stuff when the horn blew for practice to be over. I started to take my normal spot behind the huddle to listen to the head coach speak when I was like, oh, shoot, that's me. But no, it's been good. So is this a big deal or no deal? That's no deal. We literally start this show today, and I didn't have the right microphone. <laughs> so who am I to judge, right? Live your life, bro. Congratulations. You're a head coach now. Yeah. I'm going to go with a big deal for this reason, though, because if you're the head coach of the New York Jets and you relay this story to the New York media, you know what's going to happen to him? They'll never let him forget it. Something yeah. will happen during the season, and they'll be like, I guess he forgot he was the head coach again because he didn't decide to go for two in that moment. So saying yeah. that to the New York media will come back to, to bite him, if you will. And so I'm going with big deal. It is um, 
it is a double-edged sword by being transparent. You can be charming at the moment because you haven't played coached a game yet. But right to Scott's point, because it's you know as tabloid a city as we have, right? When it comes to its newspapers, uh, I think yeah, that one could come back to bite you. So it, it may not feel like a big deal at the moment, but I do think it's a big deal at some point. What's next, Greg? All right, so Ava Longoria is making her film directorial debut, and the movie has a cast. According to Variety, the Flaming Hot Cheetos movie has been cast, and not only that, it will be part of a connected snack universe. The big va- the big bad villain, by the way, in the Flaming Hot Cheetos movie is Doritos Los Tacos. It's actually the tale of an immigrant son whose idea saved a company and changed an industry in a timely story that touches on big business and the American dream. Is all of this a big deal or no deal cap? Um, you know, the way you're describing it, if I say no deal, is that politically incorrect? Because I don't think it's a big deal because it's just a movie. But I guess, um, you know, maybe there's a lot more involved here that I should be perhaps looking at. Um, I'm a big fan of Eva, Eva Longoria. I think she's uh, like smoking hot and super talented and doing more than just uh, acting. And I think that's kind of cool. So I'll give that a big deal. So um, I guess the movie sounds kind of like um, if it's about Cheetos, Doritos, and Fritos, that sounds weird. But if there's a greater story with some inspiration, I'm for that. Did that answer big deal or no deal? I don't feel like it did. You said you're for that. Yeah, you didn't actually say the words. I'm still saying it's not that big a deal. Okay. LZ? George? Oh, me? Okay. Um, I think it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um in large part because Hollywood should be embarrassed for the lack of Latino and Asian-American voices in filmmaking and entertainment in general. So every single time you see somebody come through like that, even though she's been in a game for a long time, this is her directorial debut. Um, so this is a different level for her. So I think it's a big deal. It's important to have more female directors. It's important to have a, a greater Latina voice. And I'm glad she's taken up the mantle. I can't wait hey, to man, see her yeah, flaming hot movie. Yeah, I would say it's a big deal because, you know, to reiterate what LZ said, I mean, um, look, when it comes to representation um, in the film industry, in the TV industry, in the journalism industry, right, I feel like there's not enough Latino voices. And to have a movie directed by a Latino, starred by Latinos, uh, because she's casted uh, Jesse Garcia and Annie Garcia as the leads in the movie, uh, I think is important, as I always joke, you know, Scarface or the the, the last iteration of Scarface in 1983 without Pacino um, was was a movie about uh, a Cuban immigrant playing the Scarface character from the original thir- 1930s movie. And uh, there was literally one Cuban in the whole movie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we've come a long way. Uh, thank you, Eva. I appreciate it. Big deal. What's next? All right, George. Well, so this is happening right now. Russell Westbrook, with a few minutes left in the fourth quarter, has 23 points, 11 rebounds, and 20 assists, passing Oscar Robertson for the most triple doubles in a career. So is this a big deal or no deal? Yeah, of course it's a big deal, dude. When you pass the big O, um, you know. Look, here's the thing about Russell Westbrook, okay? Look, I, I, I understand we live in a world where we judge people by championships. I get it. I totally understand it. And I do think that that is a tiebreaker on things. I don't think it's the only thing, though. Maybe that comes from a guy who uh, grew up watching a guy like Dan Marino, who I loved watching. And if you talk to football purists, 
They'll tell you that not since Aaron Rodgers have they seen a guy really flick the ball from all different angles like that and do it at the speeds that he does. So maybe it's because of that, right? Like I grew up watching him that I have an appreciation for people, even though they may have not won a championship. Uh, Charles Barkley also comes to mind in a lot of ways. I mean, a 6'4 guy playing power forward in the NBA in that day and age is insane. Um, and just what he was able to do, like he he went toe-to-toe with Michael Jordan in a series. He just didn't have better teammates. But so I, I, I can appreciate Russell Westbrook and what he's done in his career, including this. This is a great moment for him, so big deal. Well, I'll jump in and agree that it's a big deal. I think more than anything else for me, when I look at Russell Westbrook, like he's just been great everywhere he's been. It doesn't mean he hasn't been uh, an interesting personality and there haven't been some, you know, uh, I guess what I would, I perceive to be like him being difficult to deal with at times, uh, maybe not in the Kyrie way, but I just think to be this good for this long for so many different teams through winning and losing, through good rosters and bad rosters, to be this great for this long, to me, is a big deal. It's a big deal. He is arguably the greatest athlete pound for pound in the history of this league. And it's nice that he gets a record to hold on to as his own, a record that's going to be very difficult to break because in order to pass the big O, it's not just about having the talent to do it. It's about having the health to do it too. Sure. And he's been able to persevere in a very physical league as a 6'4 guard who likes to, you know, throw his body around. And, you know, every rebound he gets isn't a long rebound. He's down there fighting too. And he still managed to stay healthy. So I think it's a huge deal. And also just shout out to him right. for the for the film that he's doing about Tulsa and the marking the one hundred year marking of the of the massacre that happened there. So he went to Oklahoma City learned about his surroundings, and even though that was two teams ago, he is still giving back to that area, and that tells you a lot about his heart. And yeah. he, uh, he was there, his team was getting, uh, you know, obviously LZ, no question, uh, but to update people on what Greg was alluding to now with the triple doubles uh, and the game he's currently in, Bradley Beal is not playing in today's game because he had uh, an issue with an injury, and Russell is literally putting this team on his back against a full Atlanta squad and they were getting crushed. They were down like 20 points, and they are down three with a minute and 14 to go. So, You, you know, one last thing, LZ, you talk about him being a great athlete, like not just a great ball player, but being like one of the great athletes in the NBA. Last year when he was playing with Houston, I got to see him play up in Sacramento, and you literally can see, like the naked eye, I think anybody could see how he jumps off the floor. You know, and Harden was on that Houston team too, but, but the way – his athleticism stands out even in the NBA when you see him in person. You're like, wow, man, that guy, he's something else. And that's and listen, I know everybody's seen LeBron play live, but seeing him play like that, he is he is some kind of athlete, that guy. And so for me, that's why it's a big deal. Well, I would make the case that he is arguably the greatest athlete we've seen play basketball like he's in that disc short discussion of guys who are just like freaks of nature athletically and the other thing he's he's in the category of that dude plays hard every day man like he does not take a day off Kobe was like that right like Allen Iverson was like that there aren't that like that he doesn't take a playoff man like there's just not a lot of dudes wired like right that. hey listen speaking of that real quick let me throw it to you guys I know we gotta hit this break but let me just throw this to you Speaking of freakish athletes, did either of you guys see this weekend? I know it was buzzing around Twitter. 
DK Metcalf, the wide receiver from the Seahawks. Did you see him run the 100 meter this past yeah, weekend? Yeah. I saw it on Twitter. I didn't actually yeah. see it live. Yeah. We got to talk about that for a second because you talk about freakish athletes. To be as big as he is and yeah. run with world-class sprinters like he did, that's insane. Yeah, we could do that. We can do that on the other side. Um, Greg, we got a break, right? We're done? Yes, sir. Okay, great. Uh, we can do that. And um, I never actually got my Dodgers take because we were doing the game. So I'll, I'll do the Dodgers thing and just kind of give my quick thoughts as we've been talking about them and just kind of the misery that it's been over the last 20 games. Uh, but I think there could be hope on the horizon. I'll tell you why in about two and a half minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, yeah. Little slow jam. Oh, What's up? You know, the U.S. Census said that we had a little, you know, lull in the birth rate. Oh, yeah? I got Not if you play this all day long. Those numbers back up. Yeah. I did read mm-hmm. that, that there was a lull in the U.S. birth rate. That is true. I did read that, LZ, and I would love to contribute to more, but... No. I'm shooting blanks at this point, pal. You know good what I'm saying? You. Yeah. Good for you. Good for yeah, you. First time in history, shooting blanks gets a good for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, not my people, though. My people, we're procreating, LZ. I'll take your word for it. We are procreating. Procreation. Procreation. Oh, my God. Russell Westbrook. He's got the ball here. Five seconds to go. Can he win it? A shoot for three. Oh, he clanked it. <laughs> oh, damn it. They lost. Uh, yeah, but when the game was over, he went to the referee, yo, let me get that ball. I know we lost the game, but let me get that ball. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was going to win the game, too. That would have been such a great ending for today. That he, since he passed the big O Oscar Robertson on uh, yeah. triple-double list. Hey. But Atlanta's playing well. Yeah. How did Trey Young not make the All-Star game again? No, he did make the All-Star game. I didn't think he did. No, no, he did. He, did. he made it? Okay. I thought yeah, it was just Luca. I, I thought they both. No, he was a starter. Win. I want to say. He got voted in. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luca was the one that uh, became a backup. Oh. Damn, Russ, you oh. could have taken at least a few more steps to get closer, dog. Yeah, he had the shot. He had the, he had an open look. Well, I mean, I say open. He had a good look. You did to try and knock look. down the win, you know. Yeah. And now he's going to go back into the locker room and be like, you know, I I, I got past Oscar Robertson tonight, but you know. Man, I had the game-winning shot and clanked it, and we lost. So I know. It was bad, too. It was ugly as hell. Yeah. He had a good look. Hey, this we is one of those about... ugly rush threes. You're like, ooh, damn. <laughs> we were talking about him being a freakish athlete. Did you guys see DK Metcalf this past yeah, weekend? I did, yes. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Because like, my first thought is, okay, if I'm the Seahawks, I love that you're working on your speed, but, man, take it easy. I don't want you to rip a hamstring out there, dude. But to see a guy – like 6'3", 230, run a 100-meter dash against guys who are like real potential Olympic-caliber sprinters. And look, I know he finished dead last in the heat, but the dead last versus first place is what, like a, a millionth of a second? I found that to be so impressive that you're such a good football player and you're such a fast NFL player that you're willing to put it to the test against the fastest of the fast 
And you talk about freakish athletes. That DK Metcalf, man, that guy, he's a freak. I mean, a lot of, and I'm not trying to downplay what you're saying because it, he is a freak, but a lot of the names that you know in the NFL, especially the skill positions, they can do stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, right. They, Some of them ran track in like high school yes. or something or whatever. I mean, granted, running track at this level is different that he was trying to do. You know what I mean? But, yeah, but would you be shocked, though, to see Meeks do the same thing? Or to see, like, uh, I don't know, you know, Deshaun. Like, like Tyreek yeah. Hill, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Tyreek Hill for sure. Or like even like these young guys that just got drafted, like the Alabama kids, right? Like Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith, right? Like those guys can fly, you know? So they can mm -hmm. motor, right? They can run. But, it's but they're like not the, built like 230 like DK Metcalf. Right. Right. And the runner guys who are, who are great athletes also, those guys can't exactly step on a football field. They may be able to get by a defensive back, but it doesn't necessarily mean they can catch the ball and, and take it into the end zone. What this guy is doing is he's got the combination of the size, the speed, and the football acumen, and, and he can compete in, in a world-class 100-meter dash. And I, I found that to be super impressive. I know what you're saying, right. LZ, that there's lots of fast guys that have yeah. track backgrounds, but this guy's a monster. No, yeah, no, he's I huge. Get it. No, he, 230 he's is huge. huge. That's yeah. the reason why whenever we have these conversations about best athlete a year and stuff like that, it's like, stop putting these quarterbacks in this conversation. Yeah, most of them are not. No, no they're not. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, you could be the greatest quarterback of all time, but I'm not going to call you the greatest athlete of all time. Stop it. Right. Right. No, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, it, it was fascinating to watch when I saw it. You know, I, again, I didn't see it live, but when I saw it on video, it didn't take long, like, you know, almost 11 seconds or whatever. <laughs> but but he didn't get smoked. Like, he was, you oh, know, he, he finished last to your point, Kaplan, but he was right there, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, in yeah. the pack. Yeah. Yeah, unless I, they were being nice. No, I don't think anybody's trying to be nice in those situations. You, you're like, hey, man, you on your own. Yeah, so. you came out here and, and you think you can run with us? Yeah. Well, let's see what happens. Because I mean, there were people in the track community that weren't thrilled about it, for sure. Uh, this portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Real quick on the Dodgers, so I didn't get my take because, you know, it was like two segments ago. But anyway, here's the deal. I just think clearly Cody Bellinger, as you, uh, LZ and Cap both stated, right, like I, I think he brings balance back to the force, to use a Star Wars-ism, and, and I think that helps the lineup a little bit. But here's what I do think we need to see is some consistency out of the bullpen, Greg. And I will kind of genuflect to you a little bit because you know the ins and outs of that bullpen more so than I think any of us do. Nice but genuflection. I, 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 really, <laughs> I really feel like that part of the team has been somewhat disappointing beyond even just Kenley. Yeah, it really has. I mean, there are some guys in the pen right now that just – aren't good enough to be in the in the major leagues like Garrett Clevenger right. is not right. good enough to be in the major leagues but and he he's has pitched to be a, a ton recently right yeah he's kind of there I mean and some of the guys that don't like Joe Kelly just got back off the IL and he was lit up on Friday so besides outside of Victor Gonzalez and Blake Trinan and sometimes Kenley Jansen there's just nobody that's reliable Mitch White came in and gives up jacks left and right I mean it's just these guys aren't ready to be in these roles and they just have to be right now but they're not. And so you see, while everybody has that attitude of, oh, it'll just be fine, there are times when you got to really analytically look at things and go, what has to be done here? You know, and they, they could use a move or two to enhance that bullpen. Yeah. And well, get guys oh, we, healthy. We do have an update on the Dodgers about the hot dog situation, right, Greg? What was, you sent that text earlier. 
Yeah, I did. So they said who the uh, who they were that are making the hot dogs. Right, right. And I'm trying to go back to find that text in the yeah, text Yeah, because thread. Mason in Ireland talked about it, so you should have it. Well, there. I'll be where do you think they got it from? Anyway, Papa Cantella. She came from the rooftop and just, bam, pow, drive you. You want to talk about throwing under the bus? Wow. I mean, that was a shot back at me. It's fine. Yeah, it was a shot back at you. Really? Yes. Mm. All right. So uh, the Dodgers announced that Papa Cantella, as the supplier of Dodger dogs and premium sausages, apparently, yeah, you keep laughing, Laura. I see you. <laughs> and, and apparently, it's uh, they are. So this is what you had, Laura, when you were there. You had a Papa Cantella. Trash is what I had there. Trash. Sorry, it was disgusting. It wasn't good, right? No. Yeah. But you know, again, a lot of people called and said the the Farmer John's dog was was garbage. You know. Well, it depended if you got it grilled or if you got it steamed. You, you should never get a hot dog steamed. Just trust me on that, okay? You should you always get it grilled dogs. so it's crunchy and snappy. It's a really cool video that the Washington Wizards put together to honor Russ's achievement in passing the big O for the triple-double. They got Jason Kidd. They got the big O himself. They got Magic. They did a nice job making sure they marked this moment for him. Nice, man. Good for yeah. us. Oh, that Grant Hill popped up. He was a triple-double machine before he got hurt. He did, yeah, that's true. Oh, LeBron's in the video. I was wondering Bron! if he was going to show up. Bron is in this video, yeah. What up, Bron? What up, dog? Why is Bradley Beal in this video? He ain't no triple-double threat. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley Beal, cool. Fine. Oh, man, he got his brother. They got all kinds of people. Bradley Beal is his teammate, too. Yeah, fine, but I thought it was just a triple-double conversation. Hmm. But or like he, legends of the game saying congrats. Oh shoot. They got mama on here. Yeah, Ooh, of course. He looked just like his mama. Does he? Oh my gosh, he looks just like his mama. That's funny. That's awesome. That's that cool, man. That's really cool. That is- I, we don't even fully understand or appreciate what he's doing and what he has done. Right. What is this? Four triple double for the season in the last five years or something like that? Oh, you're saying averaging a triple-double. Yes, yes, four of his last five seasons, yes. Like, just averaging. Season. 36 of them this year. 36? We don't even understand. Like, we don't appreciate LeBron the way we should. We don't appreciate Chris Paul the way we should. And we don't appreciate Westbrook. This is ridiculous. It really is. What he's doing. Right. Well, I don't think we appreciate win. the NBA at the moment, is what I'm saying. Like, I, I think that we are in a very um, – we're in an era of the NBA where there's a lot of really good players. Like, and, and I know you could say that about a lot of different eras, but I, the athleticism, the skill, the shooting, like, man, like it, it really is an incredible time to watch the NBA. And those that aren't watching, like, you know, you're just missing out. Like, I, it's all I can say. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to watch, but I, I would watch. Like, it's, I watch all the time because I'm just – there's not a night in the NBA that you don't sit back and go, wow. Like, but and, I think I, I think in Westbrook's case, he's he's underappreciated because there's no championships to show. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's kind of like a, a quarterback in the NFL that's got all the stats but doesn't have any championships. You know, the way people perceive that player. That's, to me, Russell Westbrook. Hmm. All right, we got to run. Lakers talk is up next. LZ, excellent work as always. You too, brothers. Cap, excellent work as always. Much love to all. Greg and Laura, great job. Greg, even though you betrayed us. Uh, Lakers talk with... <laughs> Whistle is up next. You guys have a great night. See you.